Welcome to Kindly Gifted. I'm your host, Kate Tarantiva, and I can't wait to unwrap the world of influence with you. Every day, your gifted episodes, see what I did there, to help you become fluent in the business of creativity and learn the best kept industry secrets to creating an online presence worth remembering. It's really like having a momager on speed dial. So let's dive into it. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Have you ever noticed who a brand is following on social media? I have an observation or a theory um, regarding who a brand follows on social. So, for example, for me, it's very obvious when a brand is reliant on an existing personal brand. In other words, it's an extension of someone's personal brand. Um, For example, Let's Fucking Date by Serena Kerrigan. If you go to the Let's Fucking Date Instagram account, the only person they're following is Serena Kerrigan. Another example of this is Lonely Ghost. If you go to Lonely Ghost, the only people that that they're following are the two co-founders, Indie Blue and Brano, as well as uh, Ghost Grocery, which I think is their like brick and mortar store. Um, But those are kind of like, to me, indicators that the reason that these brands are following their co-founders is because their target audience is already familiar with their co-founders. And that actually, for both Let's Fucking Date and Indie Blue, does happen to be true. For example, Let's Fucking Date was an extension of Serena Kerrigan's personal brand. She first built the Let's Fucking Date live show on Instagram. Out of that, she created a card game. So people already got to know her, fell in love with her, and buy the product, arguably largely because it is hers. Um, same with Indie Blue. Indie Blue was um, an influencer on Instagram and like a blogger and yeah, a content creator. Um, and then partnered up with Brano, her co-founder, to create Lonely Ghost. Again, I don't know as much about Indie Blue's background as much as I do Serena's, but what I will say is so much of the love for Lonely Ghost comes from the same people that give Indie the same amount of love. So I would argue that the two audiences very much overlap. So that being said, if you are um, a personal brand and you have a very strong personal brand and you want to start a company, You can do it in kind of two different ways. The easy route, I would argue, is the one that, and that doesn't, easy, by the way, is not shady. I'm just saying the easier route in this particular case 
is to go to the direction where you are creating an extension of your existing influence and you're creating a company and you recognize that the majority of your target audience for that company are going to be people that will already know who you are as an influencer, public figure, what have you. Um, You know, that's like rare beauty. A lot of the reason why people like rare beauty is because they like Selena. Is rare beauty formulaically that much better than other things you can get on the market? I don't know. Um, But Selena's influence carries so much weight that people convert as customers. However, Rare Beauty functions a little bit differently as a company, I would argue, than something like Let's Fucking Date, especially in the marketing, because, for example, Rare Beauty doesn't have Selena's face on its packaging. While a lot of her fans buy Rare Beauty, there are also people that buy Rare Beauty that then become fans of Selena because they're like, oh, wow, she actually does make really good makeup. I was I came here to buy a product. You know, a friend of mine recommended this brand Rare Beauty. Oh, turns out it's Selena's. Um, okay, slay Selena. Like, you actually know what you're doing as a beauty guru. I really like you. Like, there is a percentage of the audience doesn't buy it for because it's Selena's company. Um, Whereas with something like Let's Fucking Date, pretty sure most of the people that buy from Let's Fucking Date are Serena Kerrigan's fans, considering that Serena is a huge part of the marketing strategy. I mean, her face is literally on the packaging for the cards. So it makes sense. Um, Any merch that they created came from phrases that she uses. Do it for the plot. Fucks. Those are all things she says. So everything about the marketing and the way that the brand position is positioned is very much reliant on the influence that Serena has. Um, another great example of this is Kylie Cosmetics. Kylie Cosmetics, although arguably, you know, gives kind of like less value, I think, than something like Let's Fucking Date. But Kylie Cosmetics is very much reliant on Kylie Jenner as the face of the company, as the influence, the marketing, everything. Um, So if you are somebody with a lot of influence and have a strong personal brand, I think the easier route for how to create a company is one that is an extension of that influence and then uses you as the marketing strategy for that influence. Meaning that you are the face of the company, either literally or like, Literally, I mean like you are on the packaging or like in campaigns or in the social media, Um, you know, something like Skin by Lori Harvey uses Lori in the marketing a lot. Also, her name is on the packaging, that kind of thing, but her face isn't on the packaging. So it's a little bit of a different approach. Um, Regardless, it's still an extension of her influence. So you could do that direction where like the conversion is going to be dependent on you, the strength of your influence and your relevancy. So it's easier in the sense of like, logically, it's easier to do that. But arguably marketing wise, I don't think it's that much easier because you have to maintain your relevancy, right? Like you have to be somebody that's well known all the time. You have to be relevant. You have to like, you're kind of, you know, marketing yourself as a product and your, your company at the same time. You could also go a different route where 
your company isn't necessarily heavily reliant on you. It's not that evident that it is an extension of your personal brand. Um, Things that could make that really clear. Mm, You are not the only person that they're following on social media, for example. Um, You could be following influencers or other brands that kind of give somebody a picture of, you know, who else you align with or what you believe in or possible brands that you would collaborate with, influencers that you would work with, stuff like that. Um, And you function more as a traditional company without a founder who is influential. It's kind of like that where, and that has its own pros and cons. The pros is that it's easier for that brand to outlive you in sense that you are not constantly worried about you as a person being relevant and you marketing yourself as a person, as a product, in addition to running your company. Um, The cons, of course, are cons that come with having any other kind of business. Those are all the same. (laughs) Um, It's not easy. It's hard. You have to create a target audience. You may have to find a target audience that isn't reliant on your influence and doesn't already know you. So there's, you know, that you may have to find a mission that's outside of your influence. There's different pros and cons to each. But I just thought it was a very interesting observation that I do find that a dead giveaway for a brand that is an extension of an existing public figure's influence usually tends to follow their founder, the public figure, and only their founder on social media. I just thought that was very interesting. But there's, yeah, two kinds of ways that you can go about creating a company. And let me know, by the way, if you want me to talk more about this, you can DM me. Um, if you, uh, listen to this episode on Spotify, it has a question that you can actually answer. Like it says, like, leave your thoughts on this episode or what did you think of this episode? So you can leave your, like a question or your thoughts in there. And let me know if you want me to talk more about this and like the different ways that you could market a brand or build a brand as a person of influence. And when I mean brand, I I mean like a business or a company that has like a tangible physical product or a service. Because there are different ways to go about it. I think the first thought way, like I said, is oftentimes people will gravitate towards like, well, I'm already well known and people already know who I am. So let me just start a company that like relies on my target audience being people who already know me. And like, while, like I said, that may be more logical, that may be easier for you. It may be more convenient. Um, It may not be the best route because it could put more pressure on you to stay relevant. It could also mean that your brand has like a shorter, how to say, burn through rate um, in the sense that if you're no longer relevant, neither is your brand. If you, if something happens to you, God forbid, uh, your brand is done as well. Um, If something goes bad with your brand, it could also negatively affect you as a person and your influence as a personal brand. So there's like pros and cons to each one just because something is first thought, just because it's more convenient or easier. It does not necessarily mean it might be the best route. So again, let me know if you want me to talk more about this, but I thought it was just an interesting observation to share. (laughs) 
Thanks for tuning in to Kindly Gifted. To support the podcast, please leave a review, share with your friends, and don't forget to subscribe. Make sure you follow me on TikTok at Kate Mob for more creative secrets from the internet's momager. See you on the next episode of Kindly Gifted.